to take more time. I want us to give more time to prayer today. Okay? So I, I believe that you guys are prepared online. Are you guys prepared? All right, before we go into this service, let's welcome our internet audience watching all over the world. You are all welcome to this service in the name of Jesus. All right, we believe the same power of God that is here is with you there in the name of Jesus. All right, if you guys are online, please, you can just quickly share this video or share this live streaming so that uh, people on your timeline can be particular of this service. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, quickly, we're going to be rounding up Kingdom Authority today. Oh, yeah. I felt that I should, you know, I still have a lot to talk about, to be honest with you. In fact, we should take it for the next three months. We won't exhaust what we want to say. But let's go to something else. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, because we'll be able to get the basic in which we can, you know, work with. Praise the name of the Lord. So, these two months now, I think two months now, we'll be taking this. So, we are good to go. Let's look at another dimension of God's word. We're going to... All right, today we're going to be concluding kingdom authority. Everybody say kingdom authority. And just a little recap. We said the word kingdom comes from the word two words. What's the two words? Kings and domain. So what can we say? Can someone define what a kingdom means? What is a kingdom? Chikama. What is a kingdom? You didn't expect that today, Abby. Okay, Chikama. What's, what's kingdom? Let's put hands together for her. Okay, it's a place where kings reign. Okay, so when we say kingdom, it's a domain in which kings reign. We cannot have a kingdom without a king because it's king that makes a kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, so, um, and we said we have two kind of king of, uh, two kind of spiritual kingdom that governs the kingdom of the earth. The first one is what? The kingdom of light. And the second one is what? The kingdom of darkness. And we said these two, actually, they govern this earth. So, and you, you, you can't be in between the two. You can't say, I'm not part of this kingdom, I'm not part of this kingdom. Every one of us, we belong to each of this kingdom. It's either you are in the kingdom of light or you are in the kingdom of darkness. And we said, if you are born into this world, biologically, you are born into the kingdom of darkness. Because, you know, you know because you are born into this world. Sammy said, in sin did my mother conceive me. In other words, when I was conceived, I was conceived in sin. Not that it's sin. Remember, there's a sin now and there's sin verb. Okay? Hello? There's sin now. Most times when we read the book of Romans, you have to understand in which the content, in which uh, Paul was writing. Most times, actually, he wasn't talking about sin or verb. He was talking about sin now. And most times we just think sin is sin. Oh, sin is committing, you know, committing adultery, stealing. Yes, that sin verb is a product of the sin now. Are you guys getting me? Okay, so man was made. So when Sammy said, in sin did my mother conceive me. You need to know that a baby child have never committed any sin. But he was born as a sinner, as a now. What is a now? A now is the name of a person. So sin is... Our former name. So if they say sin, you have to respond before. Okay? Because you are born as a sinner. That's the title that you, you know, you are born. That's your nature. So when you become child of God, you move from that kingdom to the kingdom of light. And in this kingdom of light, you are righteous. Help me now. 
this righteous because sin is a we also the way we have sin as a noun and sin as a verb we have righteous as a noun and a righteous as a verb okay you say live righteous that is talking about the verb but you ought to know first of all that before you can act righteous you ought to be righteous as a noun because you cannot sin without become without without being a sin help me now the reason why Jesus could not sin because he was not sin as a noun. He didn't have the nature of sin. So even if he slaps you, it's disrighteous. Help me now. Even if he slaps a man, oh, you have committed it. No, he didn't commit sin. He's still a righteous man. Do you guys get it? So now that we have shifted to the kingdom of light, now you are first a righteous before we can ask you to start acting righteous. Until you understand that you are righteous, you have problem with acting righteous. But if you understand that I am righteous, it's just a matter of time. That consciousness of your being will sink into your mind and it will produce it. You will act it naturally. So it's not something that, oh, I don't want to see. I'm keeping my body. Oh, the Job said that I will not look upon a woman so that I will not see. So you are doing, you know, you are just forming things that is not. First of all, understand that you are righteous. Let it sink into your subconscious mind. Then your action will correspond with your nature. Did I hear say amen to that? So we can see the difference between the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of light, you are righteous. In the kingdom of darkness, you are sin. And that's why you are a sinner. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why it is an insult on the blood of Jesus for you to call a Christian, a sinner. Help me now. You can deal with the sin verb, and the reason why he's sinning is because he has not come to the consciousness of his identity. But it is a it is an insult on the blood of Jesus. What you are actually saying that the blood that washes his sin is actually in vain. You don't you don't call you don't call a righteous person a sinner. No, even though when he's still sin, he's still righteous. Still righteous. You need to look at the way you see the way Paul writes in his epistle. That's why he's coming to those. He's talking. He's talking to the Corinthians. I mean, this church. You guys, they, are, they have a lot of messy things in their midst. I said, don't you know? Keep looking at the word. He kept saying, don't you know that your body is the temple of God? Don't you know? Because once they know, they will be set free. Because you shall know and the truth. It says, that we continue saying, and it's grace to abide. It says, God forbid. It's the next verse said, don't you know? So, he was trying to recall their mind to their identity. And because once they come to that consciousness of their identity, they will leave what they are doing. Do you see where the old gap is? We have missed it in church. Now, we emphasize the doing without talking much about the identity. And people are struggling. Today, they write. Today, they fall. Because they are trying to become it, whereas that is who they were. You don't ask a dog how to, you don't teach him to bark. The barking is in the dog. Help me now. You get the, the barking is in the dog. If it's not barking, then the mother ought to tell him that, guy, your nature is to do, ah. so open that mouth freely. <laughs> Whatever comes out of your mouth is barking. Help me now. Yes, 
you just need to tell him that just open it. The reason why you are not backing is because you have not opened that mouth. Open it and let whatever that comes, even is it blah, 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 is still backing. It's still. Because it is his nature. So you can see, I've actually moved out of my message, so let me get click. But I think someone just needs to hear that this morning. I don't know why God took me to that direction. So your focus now to see it on who you are and by declaring it. Oh, how long you have to declare? You can declare 10 billion times. <laughs> it's up to you. Until it registers into your heart. Because sometimes what you say sinks into your own mind. Personal. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. You need to understand that the hearing does not mean just from external person. It can also be from you also. Hearing yourself. Hearing yourself. It's still the same faith hearing. You understand? So it's just you speaking it, speaking it. The more you speak it, the more you are hearing it, and the more it's getting into your heart, it's getting into your heart, it's getting into your heart. After a long while, you will see the produce or the fruit of, we'll talk about that today. The fruit, that is what we call fruit of righteousness. The Bible says you shall eat of the leaves of the fruit of righteousness. So it's talking about the fruit of the seed of righteousness that you have inside of you. It's by your speaking. And it's by your, you see it in your action, which is your fruit. Because by that fruit, did guy get that? All right, quickly. Let's go into today's service. I think I'm just, okay. All right, last week we looked at the essence of putting on. We've talked so much about, you know, spiritual warfare. Are you guys with us? We've talked a lot about spirit. And we said it is unscriptural for you and I to deny that there's no spiritual warfare. Don't get to that theology where they say, no, 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 it's, there's no spiritual affair. Yeah, there is. Of course, we'll be able to establish the fact that Christ has given us the victory. You, you get that part? Help me now. Yes. We already have the victory. But look at what Paul told Timothy. He says, wage the good warfare. Remember, we said, with the prophecy that has been spoken over you, take this prophecy. Because there are so many things that is going to contend against that spiritual, uh, I mean, against that prophecy. That's what Jude was saying in Jude chapter 1, verse 3, 4. It says, contend earnestly for the faith. It says, contend for it. You have to contend for it. So, it's, you have to wage war with the prophecy. And we say anything that is contrary to God's word is what? Anti-prophecy. Everybody say anti-prophecy. And what do you do with it? You wage war. And how do you wa- waging war does not mean that you carry, you do all night VG with, with broom, with koboko, or koboko night, you know, catapult night. That's not spiritual warfare. Because our warfare are not carnal. You understand? It's by you speaking. It's by you speaking. We've talked a lot about this. That how do you crush the devil with your words? With your, we saw it in the book of Job. That we crush him with our words. So we keep speaking. We keep speaking. And we said our ministry is actually on twofold. We have the priesthood and we have the kingship. Most times we've only, the church have done so well on the priesthood. We have worship night, all these things night. But another aspect that we need to also look at to make it a full picture of what Christ has done is the kingship part. And kings dominate. Everybody say kings dominate. So it's about lifting up your hands looking up to Jesus, the Messiah, you know, facing, you know, focusing on Jesus, which is your worship. 
and your legs is where? On the neck of the devil. So you pin, you pin him down. You pin him down with your legs. Uh, help me now. The Bible says, uh, remember we read it, it says, uh, sit down at my right hand till I make your enemy where? And who is the, f- I mean, Christ is the head, we are the body. So the, the leg is still part of the body and it's part of the church. So it's the church that we put him on his full stool. We are the one bringing him down. Because we can't actually kill this guy because he has, been, because his time, he has his own tenure. His knees have not expired yet. And he cannot die because he's spirit. But as long as he's in this world, our dominion mandate is to make sure that we dominate him. Because he's the God of this world. Help me now. See the way Jesus, the Bible put it. He said, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. He says, I'm sending you into the world. In other words, he did not say that, leave the world. Get me? Hello? He did not say, leave the world. In fact, he prayed in the book of John chapter 17. He said, I pray that you take them not out of this world but that you keep them. So it's not actually saying, because you become born again, oh, there's trouble, there's challenges, God, let me just go to heaven. Oh, he says, no, 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 my son, you, it's not time for you to come to heaven. Stay on this earth. And as you are in this earth, you are not of this earth, then you ought to dominate this earth. Can I again share this experience? When God sent him to, um, to the feed ministry, Okay, he left his pastoral ministry and then God moved him out. You know, because he left his family for a long time, for almost 10 years. Okay, that's one of his heartbeat pain that he has a broken home. Broken home does not mean that his wife divorced him. It means that he couldn't stay with his family. He wished he could do, but God assignment is so much. So he got to a point, his wife, all of them were like, no, 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 no. So he just said, I'm going back, I'm going back to my Walk over. I'm going back to pastoring. And one day he was ministering in a church and he fell down. And he gave up. Yeah. He passed out. His wife had to start praying that God restore him. I will let this guy go. You know, of course, it's not God that did that because devil take advantage of those things. You understand? Most times when you leave the will of God, you see so much of these funny, funny things. You know, staying up around you. Praise the name of the Lord. But once he had his, you know, just he moved quickly back into what God has called him to, he never felt any sickness. No, this is what I want to share. He said during the first three months that he was in the field ministry, oh, he said it was as if the whole air, air broke loose on him. I mean, it was as if the whole battalion of demons, Satan just directed them direct them to him that, oh yeah, face this guy. Make sure that he doesn't, you discourage him. He will minister in a church whereby the pastor and the pastor wife did not even feed him and his wife. I mean, they don't talk about honorarium now. He's staying with them and they do not even give him food. So he said for three months he struggled. Oh, he said he told God, God, if it's possible, let me just come home. Let me just leave this. Uh, let me. God told him that you are coming nowhere. Stay there and win, and win what is on ground with you there. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. So quickly, let's just uh, um, let's let's look by. Let's look at our first scripture that we'll be looking at. We looked at this scripture last week Sunday, right? 
I'm waiting for you guys. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 11. Can we read together? Let's read one to go. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Have you taken note of this word? Be strong in the Lord. In the Lord. In, everybody say, in the Lord. In the Lord. Hmm, take note of that. Be strong in the Lord and where? In the power. In, also in the power of his. Lord, I'm struggling to be strong. Oh, no, 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 no. He never asks you to be strong in yourself. All he just wants you to do is be strong in. How do you strong in the Lord? Just rest on him. Just lean on him. So, no power. It's you. Do whatever you want to do. Sometimes when we struggle, we are actually not being strong in the Lord. We are trying to do it on our own. Try all possible ways. And you are breathing so hard. Sometimes you just want you to rest. And you are strong. It says, my strength is made perfect. In where? Not in your own strength. No, 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 no. In your own weakness. In your own weakness. That's what Paul says. He says, when I'm weak, then I see more of his power. In other words, when I don't count on how many days I've prayed hard. I've fasted hard. And that's why God must do this well for me hard. Then when you leave, am I saying prayer is not essential? Of course, it's all essential. But you have to lean on him. You have to be resting in Christ. Everybody say amen to that. Alright, so we look at um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 11. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Then, verse 11, let's read one to go. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to do what? Everybody say stand. Stand. Say it one more time. Stand. Stand. Against the what? The wiles of the devil. And last week, we took the word stand and we actually expanded it. We saw so many beautiful things about the word stand. Online, if today is your first time of joining on today's service, please, you guys should just go back a little uh, on our Facebook page. Who's gonna, I mean, you can watch the video or the sermon on um, um, Kingdom Authority Part What? Part What? I mean, last week's one. It should be past seven. It should be past seven. It should be past seven. All right, so you guys will be blessed. All right, the essence of putting on the whole armor of God is to be able to do what? To stand. We said that last week. The essence of you putting on the whole armor is to stand. See, you are not to put on partial armor. You are to put on what? Oh. When the Bible says oh, it means oh. Because there shouldn't be any loop, loop oh in this armor that you are putting on. In other words, you might not put on the breastplate of right. Of course, and by the way, some other time we're going to talk about the whole armor because actually we already have the whole armor with us. Okay? All right, that's for another day. The Bible says to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Now, I said the enemy knows that Christ has given us victory over him, but he wants to always keep us on ground. He, want, he doesn't want us to stand. He wants us to be on the ground. And you, we gave an analogy of a boxer that is on the boxing ring, okay? What makes one victorious, one uh, we uh, uh, defeated, is one is on the ground and one is uh, standing. Praise the name of the Lord. And you will see in verse 12, 13, 14, it keeps saying the word, stand, stand, stand. 
it's not telling you, the Bible did not tell you that there won't be rough times sometimes. No. It doesn't give you a bed of rolls, you know. No, it's saying this word, you have tribulation. In other words, in the cosmos that you are in, because you are not in the world, you are not of the world, but you are in the world. It says you will see tribulation. So just get your mind prepared for that. In other words, you're going to see challenges that will, you know, that will come. You will see resistance. You will see obstacles. You will see all these things. And you must know how to deal with them. And one of the ways the devil comes against us is through the wiles of the devil. Everybody say wiles of the devil. And we say example of the wiles of the devil are worry. It looks like it's harmless. It doesn't do you. It's not scratching your body. You know, it's not pinging your head on the pillow in the middle of the night. It, it seems as if it is good. But do you know that it's wiles of the devil? Wow. Worry. Frustration. Discouragement. These are demon, excuse me, heavily demonic. Praise the name of the Lord. And you have to stand against them. I don't care whatever that makes you to worry. The Bible says, worry for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Ah, is it saying that there are no challenges? It doesn't admit that. It doesn't say, but look at what it said. It says, be anxious for nothing. In other words, no matter what comes, do not be what? Anxious. Kenneth Hagin said, he said, if his true wife, his wife and his true kid fell down and died in front of him, he says he will not be anxious. It's not saying that you deny the reality. But be anxious. He said, no, I will stand with God's word. Let the word of God be true. And let the devil be what? Be a liar. I will stand. I've seen many things that will have made me to be anxious and worried. When it came to me, anything that like that that comes, I, I will tell you the honest truth. I will flip the Bible to Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. And I will read it loud. Sometimes you just, I, I know it off my No, 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 no. I open it. Add copy or something. I look at it and said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, do what? By prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known. So what shall I do? I pray. Because, see, one of the weapons that will keep you from not being victorious or having prevailing prayer is worry. Because worry and prevailing prayer does not work together. You can't be worrying and at the same time, you are even your prayer that you think you are praying, you are praying out of fear. Out of worry. God, if you don't do this, it's finished. No, 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 no. That's not how you pray in the New Testament. So worry keeps is one of the weapons. Depression, frustration, discouragement. These are every demonic weapon. And you must stand against it. There, nobody will do it again for you. You're on your I would say you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, people can pray with you, but it, as long as you still entertain those things, it will still remain. Because you are the only you are the one that you see, I don't have authority over your soul. I don't have authority over your soul. You are the one that have authority over your soul. Even Christ did not have authority over your spirit. He says, I am at the door knocking. Uh uh-uh. uh. If you are the owner of the house. I do to just bust into the house. He says, I am knocking. So, in other words, he himself is still waiting for you to open. Now, not to now talk about woman being. He's waiting for you to knock. He says, I'm at the door knocking. Just open. I come in. You do open, I remain outside. 
That's the one that owns the ito. He owns the whole thing know himself. And he's still telling you that. Now, not to talk about woman being. So you are the one. You have to be conscious about it. And we talked a lot about it last week. Okay? All right. Now, one of the... And I'm going to be rounding up today. One of the wiles of the devil that is so important that the devil used, I can say is one of the top on the list of his weapons, is condemnation. Everybody say condemnation. Is one of his top weapons that he used. And let's quickly look at that word condemnation. Let's talk a little bit about it and then we pray. Is that okay? Online? Are they with us? All right. Okay. I said one of the greatest weapons was his condemnation. Now, there's a great difference between conviction and condemnation. Everybody say conviction. conviction. Say it now. Conviction. Condemnation. condemnation. They are not the same. Oh. They are not the same. They are not the same. Conviction is different from condemnation. Conviction comes from Holy Spirit convicts convict us. But Satan condemns us. Please take note where the two are coming from. Let me give you a scripture. In the book of John chapter 16 verse 8 to 11. John chapter 16 verse 8 to 11. John 16 8 to 11. Are we good to go? I can see him busy with his notepad. You are doing well. You are doing well. You are doing well. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, John chapter 16 verse 8 to 11. Let's read one to go. And when he has come, he will... It will do what? You see, the way it should be, it will convict the word of sin. It will convict the word of, the, of righteousness. And it will convict the word of judgment. Do you guys get the way it splitted it? Yeah? Alright, so that's what it meant then. So when, let's read from the beginning, want to go. And when he has come, it will convict the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Let's take them one by one in verse 9. Of sin because that's talking not talking about you now, okay? Talking about the people did not believe in him. All right, what about you? Let's read. Uh, where are we now? Of righteousness because and you see me no more. Remember, Jesus Christ, I go to my father, I, I, I go to prepare a place for you. Of course, of course, I think by now you should know that he's not talking about buildings, okay? He's talking about a place, a place. And he's already in the place now. You understand? Remember on the day, and it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Help me now. So we are when he says, I go and prepare a place for you. Many people are thinking of bricks building, bungalow, mansion, duplex. It's not talking about those things. Please get it clear. Okay? So, do you get, are you still having issues with those things? Okay, so we are not. So when he says, I go out to my father and you see me no more, what he's saying is that once I go, because the Holy Spirit cannot come, because actually he's talking about the Holy Spirit here. Okay, he's talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Until Jesus goes up, the Holy Spirit did not come down. So he says, when I go to the, my father, I will send another comforter. So when he says here that when the Holy Spirit will convict you, when he comes, he will convict you of righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. righteousness. So, what the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit never condemns any man. No. Oh, I did something wrong. Holy Spirit just, just, just condemn. It doesn't condemn. That's the word I want to use. It does not condemn any man. 
In fact, it does not con- it does not convict you of sin. Help me. It convicts the word of sin. See this sin here is not talking about sin of stealing. I said sin of now. How are you guys getting this picture? Because most times when we see sin, hey, fornication, adultery. This is now. That's this is a this is a fruit. This is a fruit of the now sin. So when he says I will convict the word of sin, it's talking about the word now of sin. Blessing, are you with me? Okay, so and it now says of of righteousness because I I go because I go because I go to my father and you see me you know what? So he convicts you of righteousness. So what happens when you sin? Who con- actually condemnation comes from? It comes from your own heart, unregenerated heart. It comes from Satan. Remember, First John says, "If our heart condemns us, so if your heart has not been reprogrammed, it becomes it condemns you. See you and you call yourself. Now, some sometimes it can be Satan and sometimes it can be your heart. Naturally, your heart." Which we call conscience. Which is called conscience. It's called conscience. Okay? Now, it says if we if our heart condemns us, we have God who is greater than our hearts. In other words, you will subject your heart to the authority of God and say, No, 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 no. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You're actually bringing your unrenewed heart to the consciousness. Or you are subjecting it to the will of the Father. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So when he says of righteousness, so what the Holy Spirit does when you make mistake, it comes and you said, Oh, does it happen to you when you have something you deal you are dealing with? You will not have this boldness to pray. As it happens to you, I lift up my two hands and and I wave it. (laughs) If you are if if you say no, then we need to call Otako for liars. <laughs> okay, so it it happens. Now, does that have anything to do with God still retaining you and say, I'm watching you, I'm watching you, 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 you still doing no 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 no. Now, what the Holy Spirit does is because the Holy Spirit does not want you to withdraw, it knows the implication of sin, and sin is we are not trying to play down on sin. Sin we actually if you go into if you persist in sinful life. You will get to a point, even your conscience, you will shut it down. Help me. You will shut. An unbeliever even have conscience. That's why someone cannot just go and kill someone. It's not safe. It doesn't understand New Testament. But a conscience that this is a woman being now. But someone that his conscience is dead or is demonic can do it and he will still smile. Do you get God I'm saying? So what the Holy Spirit does is that it convicts you of righteousness. And say, oh no, I'm a sinner. He says, no, 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 don't talk like that. You are still the righteousness of God in Christ. And he whispers to you, he says, shut up, shut up, Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm a sinner. He says, no, don't talk like that. You are still the righteousness of God in Christ. In other words, he still wants you to come because the Bible says, therefore, let us come boldly. Excuse me, why would the Bible says come boldly when there is not something that will have make you stay back? Yes, sir. Do you get it? Yes, sir. 
Of course, if a child doesn't do, if you're having a good relationship, if he has done his own work before you came back home, what, what will he do when you, oh, you come, daddy, your bag, what did you bring? Oh, look at your pocket. Even when you didn't say take it, he has already taken it and he has run away. Is that not the way you believe? But when something has happened, he has not done the own work. Once you see daddy like this, he enter under the pillow. <laughs> he enter under the bed. This guy get what? What is it? So now the Bible says, even though you have not done your assignment, still run out as if you have done it. Help me now. It says run out still, and say, daddy, daddy, you are welcome, daddy. Have you done, daddy? Let's before let me argue first now. <laughs> you understand? And have you done? I've not done. Why didn't you do? It? Uh, so, Daddy, I'm sorry. Okay, God, don't make sure that you do it when I come tomorrow. And then the other thing is, uh, but when you are having, you, when you, you are not able to come boldly, it's because something is wrong. Yeah. So when the Bible says, therefore, let us come boldly, it's saying something. That even though, that, that's why it's, when you read the whole thing, it says that we may receive help. Uh, is you know when we are, in, we are in need that we need help? Is it not when we have messed up, we need help? Yes. And we need mercy? We need grace? Yes. So it says, come boldly. Because he will not send you back. And the Holy Spirit will be pushing you. This is what it does. He will be pushing you at the back. And he says, I'm not going. He says, go. You can still pray as if you have been fasting for 20 days before. Without any idea of whether something has wrong. Nothing has wrong. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. This guy gets what I'm saying. So, as I've said, the Holy Spirit convicts you while sinner condemns you. We've looked at John chapter 8, verse um, 8, John chapter 16, verse 8 to 11. Now, the only weapon to fight condemnation, it sounds harmless. Ha! Ah, but this thing, uh, Baba, Baba the Baba, <laughs> challenge weapon. The only weapon, please write this down. The only weapon to fight condemnation is righteousness. No more, no less. The only weapon to deal with condemnation is righteousness. Let me give you scriptures. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. By the way, when in the New Testament, when you see them talking about condemnation, you quickly see them talking about righteousness because they are opposites. You see them. And I'll show you. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Want to go? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the opposite. Ministry of condemnation, ministry of righteousness. Ministry of condemnation, ministry of righteousness. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 8, 16 to 18. Let's see what it says also. Want to go? And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in what? Condemnation. Resulted in what? Condemnation. All right, let's continue. But the free gift which came from many offenses results in? Justification. So you see, just another word for righteousness is justification. So you see the word condemnation, the result? And you see this one producing a result of justification. Alright, let's continue verse 17. Want to go. For if by one man offense death reigns through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the 
Verse 18. Judgment came to all men, resulting. So you see what sin brings in? It brings condemnation. And you break addiction that you are dealing with. Is this so? It's no more, it's no less. I explained this to a, 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 a lady called me on phone. Actually, we spent some quality time at night, you know, on WhatsApp call. And she was just giving me a narrative of some things that she was dealing with. And I said, uh, uh, can you help me? And I said, it's not, it's not, the answer is already in God's word. And then we started with this scripture. By the time we finished, I mean, we finished, I finished showing her almost, almost up to like, I won't exaggerate, almost up to like 10 scriptures. Wow. Our life was changed. Just by knowing the truth. Sometimes the devil makes it look as if it's a big deal. Big deal. And he said, oh, I'm strong. He never asks you to struggle with anything. He, he doesn't say, are you guys getting what I'm saying? So when he just see the light. So I said, the reason why you are moving that cycle of sinful, I said, is because of the result of condemnation that you are getting. I said, okay, let's block the output. Instead of the output, bring something at the output. And then you will change what brings the output out. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. What I'm saying is sin brings condemnation. Now, I said, let's leave this sin outside first. Let's just leave this sin. Let's deal with this condemnation. Because I showed you a graph some, other, some time ago. That the cycle is about sin... Condemnation, condemnation reproduce sin again. It's a cycle. So I said, let's break this cycle. And we are not going to start because I can tell you, stop this sin. Don't do it. Fast now. Start praying in the morning. Doing all those things. You understand? I said, but it will not work because you will still land back into those, <laughs> into that thing. I said, let's break the result of this sin that is producing, which is condemnation. So let's replace it with righteousness, consciousness. And as the righteousness, consciousness comes in, hey, because sin as it's coming, it's, still, it's expecting condemnation. But it's sin righteousness. <laughs> so I think we are going to lose our grip on this one. And as a matter of fact, in a matter of, me, of some days, it actually broke the power of the sin. Help me now. That's not the area, but I just need to divert into that aspect. Now, verse 18, want to go. Therefore, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Through one man, Adam, Jesus. Adam produced sin. It produced condemnation. Christ produced justification. Righteousness. You are not even in this picture. They are not talking about you. What is your own aspect? Receive. Ever say receive. receive. Your own aspect is this verse 17. For if by one man offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive. who do what? Receive. The what? And what will they do? How do you reign in life? Through the gift of righteousness and the gift of grace. So you keep receiving that gift. 
I am the righteousness of God in Christ. It sounds as if you are just making, but it is powerful. It has an effect on your life. Praise the name of the Lord. So, condemnation and righteousness are opposite. Um, they are opposite weapons. So, when the devil throws the weapon of condemnation at you, you use your own weapon. And your weapon is what? Righteousness. Satan throws the weapon of condemnation. And the only weapon you can use is righteousness. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. This is interesting. I would like you to see it. Are we good to go? Yes, sir. Are they with us online? Yes, Alright, let's read one to go. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. Take note. God's power is working in us. Everybody say God's power is working in us. We do what? We use the weapons in the right hand for attack Is that not just simple? All what I've been saying all this year, let me just summarize it up with righteousness for you guys. We have, remember last week, some guys, what is this thing? Remember last week we said, we talked about two important weapons, the sword and the shield. Faith, you are not, okay, you are not here, so you, know, you didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> Alright, you remember we talked about this. You have the shield of faith. And you have the word of God, which is also the word of faith. That's what Ephesians painted for us. Now, the same writer now told us that, ah, uh-uh, the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith, they are both righteous. Help me now, I'm seeing now, I didn't form it. It's here, it's here, it's here. Let's read it together, I want to go. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. Is working in us. Please take note. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. According to the power that is working in you. Is working in you. That's for another message. But it's deep. It's deep. It's deep. Okay. Alright. Let's go. We use the weapons of righteousness. In the, uh, is it not when you are fighting you use weapon? Can you see a soldier that is in the house carrying gun inside moving in the house? We did not say something is wrong. Will his wife not be panicking that? Hope you not kill my children. Oh yeah, children, go and lock, go and lock yourself in the room before daddy use the gun on you. Because the gun is not meant for inside us. Help me now. It's actually meant at the battlefield. So when the Bible says weapon, it's not weapon to your brethren. It's talking about weapon of spiritual warfare. Help me now. So, when he says we use the weapon of righteousness in the right hand for attack, which is talking about what? The sword. And the left hand for what? Oh, if you are still for shield. If you are still battling, let me give you another translation that will help you out. Let's look at it in TPT. You will see TPT, we explain it out for you. Let's read one to go. Did I, was I able to make it clear? A shield in one hand and a sword. So you can see the two. So 
when the Bible was now going back to efficient, I'm not because I don't want to preach long, so I won't talk much about it. So when the Bible was now talking about the shield of faith, hey, uh, take up the shield of faith that you may be able to quench the faith that guys help me now. Let me open it so that you, you guys will be with me. Let's open to the book of Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter what? Ephesians chapter 6. Are you with me? Yes. Alright, quickly. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's quickly read verse 16 and 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. Are we there? I can feel the anointing this morning. Verse 16. That's where we want to go. Above all. Oh, nobody's there yet. Too. Online worshippers, are you with me? So let me leave my people here. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 16. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. I just want to explain more on the, uh, what we've been looking at. Above all. That's where we want to go. Above all. Taking the shield of faith. With which you will be able to do what? Quench all the fire that of the. So what does shield is what is it meant for? To do what? Fire that okay. And we said one of the fire that the devil used is condemnation, worries. So because most time when we say take up the shield of faith, some of us we may think it's boldness that you use that. Oh, I'm using a buffet by faith. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm pulling it out, you know. It's not buffet thing. Just see how it works. So when the Bible says, take up the shield of faith, that we'll be able to quench the faith that of the wicked, okay? It's talking about righteousness on this hand. Now, verse 17 now says, take the helmet of salvation, which you already have, and the what? The sword of the spirit, which is the what? The word of God. And we said the word of God is the same thing as the word of righteousness. The Bible says ministry of righteousness is the word of righteousness now. Help me now. So how do you combine the two together? Let's just wrap it up from there. Let's go on. The devil throw a fire that at you. You block, you use your shield of faith, which is righteousness. And where does righteousness come? It says the righteousness is of the heart. Romans chapter 10. Hello. With the heart, man believe unto unto righteousness. So your heart. Remember, we said this last week. You guys, have you guys left me alone? Last week I said one is in the heart, one is in the mouth. Now I'm still talking about the same thing in another way. Now the righteousness that we are talking, which is your shield, is in your heart because that's what protects your heart from the fair that of the wicked. We are not talking about it's from your heart. Do you get it? The heart is talking about your conscience. That's why it says, if our heart did not condemn us, it says, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. But if our heart does not condemn us, we have boldness on the day of judgment. It's not talking about the judgments uh, when God comes. Because when the judgment that is talking about here, there, Help me, help me. You guys are making me to go back all over again. For the judgment, is talking about the judgment of condemnation that comes against you. Are you guys getting me? Yes. So when it comes, how do you undo it? It's the shield of faith, 
which is the what? It's the righteousness that is in your heart. So your heart should not flip up and down, whether you are still righteous. If you are still having issue, whether you are righteous or you are not righteous, whether when I sin, I'm not righteous, you will miss this point. And you need to get that one settled clearly. You have to believe what God says about you. That you are the righteousness of God in Christ. The Bible says it became sin so that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ. So establish that fact in your heart that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Everybody say I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. It has to sink into your heart first. Because with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. What about the mouth? The Bible says confession. Which So, how do you deal with the devil? When he comes near you, oh, you have to use the, that word, though, righteousness. So, you have to speak that word, righteousness. Satan, you can't come near me. Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ. See, he understands it. You don't understand what it means because you are still struggling. Because you understand that you are joined here with Christ. You understand that you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Far above. Do you guys get it? He knows that by just by righteousness, he, Jesus himself, the Bible says he died for our sin. And he was raised for our justification. So, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he rose for our justification. Whether you do good, whether it doesn't do bad, it doesn't count in this matter. What counts is what your Savior did. So when you speak from that consciousness of what you understand, that you foul devil, even just say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, they understood it. Because, help me now, the way you guys, Jesus, can you come and take us to heaven? <laughs> so I won't finish this service now. Because he understand that you have the righteousness of God in Christ. He understand that the right you do not. Okay, let me put it this way so that we can get it more clear. Jesus gave you his righteousness. In other words, the way Jesus deal with devil when he was on ground, not because he has prayed hard, is because of his consciousness of his. My, I am with the Father, and the Father is with me. You keep him saying this. Father is with me. In other words, is bringing... That's why they have issue with him. That how can you make yourself equal with God? Ah, uh-uh, you're a man now. Huh? He says, which of the things do you want to stop me? Is it because of the miracle? They say, no, 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 miracle is not it. The reason why we want, to, we want you dead is because you make yourself equal with God. That was him alone then. But in the new creation, he has made us to be in the same place with God. Equal. That's why it says we are we are yes with God. This is how he put it. It says we are here of God. It now continues. It says we are joint here with Christ. It didn't say we are joint here with God. Help me now. It says we are joint here with Christ. We are yes. What does it mean? We are here. We are here. We are yes means you are in the family. But I can write my will. And I decide because I don't like you. Even though you are my son, not to give you much. Help me now. Yes. Uh, that's what it first of all means that we are in the family. We are joint. We are, we are years of God. He now says, hey, hey, hey. I'm not stopping there. We are joint here with Christ. In other words, Christ that holds everything. You also have the same thing within. No more, no less. 
in other words, if we are in the same house with Christ and there is chocolate inside the fridge, hey, the chocolate belongs to who first of all get there? Not that you are the firstborn. Uh, don't rush this. <laughs> don't touch him. Because, because you are not joined here with me. <laughs> All right, don't mind them. Okay? So, the matter is not that, hey, well, the chocolate does not belong to me. I'm not the one that buys it inside the fridge. So, I don't have any right to go and take it. You know, there are some mouths like that. Don't touch my thing, no. I'm the one that kept it there. Nobody should touch it, though. You understand? But joint here means, hey, if it's in the fridge, if I should first of all get there before Christ and I take it, there's no, there's no talking, no. The chocolate is also mine. Do you get it? So when the Bible now says that we are years of God, we are in the family, you now say, hey, there's another thing also. You are now joint here with Christ. In other words, you share the same righteousness. In other words, you will not be more righteous in heaven than what you have now. You won't get to heaven and you will have a boost in your righteousness. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You have the same here or in heaven. Doesn't matter. So when you bring that consciousness into the fact that devil, circumstances, money, because I'm the righteousness of... You keep seeing it in the Bible. Help me now. It says, I've been young. But now I am old. This person we call righteous. Look at the book of Proverbs. It will keep saying righteous is protected. The righteous is do this. The righteous because it is your right. It is your benefit of the inheritance that you have. So when you, we are talking about the sword of the spirit, it has to come through your mouth. And to address situation with the righteousness. Help me. Let me rest my case here. This is what they call the fruit of righteousness in the New Testament. It means, the Bible says we will eat of the fruit of righteousness. It means as we are speaking those words, those words we are speaking and we are addressing them from the consciousness of the fact that we are the righteousness. In fact, you can sometimes declare I am the righteousness of God. Money come to me. Why must money come to me? Because I am the righteousness of God. Sickness, you don't have a hold. Because of what? I am the righteousness of God. Do you see how you are addressing the situation? With that consciousness of righteousness. Of consciousness of righteousness. Even the Bible now make it clear. Lastly, in the book of James chapter 5, it now says, hey, let's talk about this righteous and how this righteous pray. The righteous cry unto God, and the Lord heard him. In the book of Psalm. Okay? Now, James now said, the effectual fervent prayer. Amplified version says, heartfelt prayer. Art. Heartfelt. In other words, it's praying from the consciousness of righteousness in his heart. Help me now. Yes, sir. Is praying from that consciousness. It says it produces tremendous, it makes tremendous power available and it's dynamic in its working. So you are speaking not from a beggy, 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 beggy uh, room. You are, you are saying from the consciousness of righteousness that you have that I am, thank you, sir, as he is, so am I in this world. So anything that contradicts you 
who he is should not be on my own path. You guys get it? Let's be on our feet. Or you can see that we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to take time to pray. Hallelujah. I'm waiting for you to finish your notes. Online, are they with us? Yes. 